Thank you for joining the Travels with Kev podcast, a podcast where we get you on track to travel. Whether you're an intermediate traveler trying to up your game or a brand new traveler just getting your start, we are here to help you. And I wanted to say something about that. I always say we. And Travels with Kev is actually just me. But when I say me, I mean you and I. I hope that you look at this as a conversation that we're having together. That we're going to get you traveling. Entertainment on Amtrak trains. Ways to enjoy your ride. When people find out I enjoy riding Amtrak trains, they often follow up with the question of, well, what do you do to prevent boredom? You're on a train for how long? And you know what? That is a fair question. Unlike flying, you may travel for days instead of like hours. And often flying is a little bit more boring because there's sometimes less to see. Unlike driving, you can't just pull over on a whim when you get bored or if you see a roadside attraction that you want. So you got to do something. A well-prepared traveler comes with the tools they need to make the best of their adventure, including a positive outlook and realistic expectations. A bulk of this podcast will also cover bus travel and flying. So if you're not planning on taking an Amtrak train, just stick around. You'll still learn something. If you're a new traveler, you may still benefit from this article, even if you're not planning a train adventure. There are several things that I pack or do to make my trips enjoyable. You may find a few ideas from this list that may improve your next trip. You might even have a thought or two that I didn't list. And if so, just let me know. First of all, be ready. Amtrak does not provide entertainment outside of what you see out of your windows. There are informational announcements and conversations with other people or staff and stops you can get out and stretch your legs. And that's mostly on long-distance trains. Whatever else you want or need for entertainment on this trip is up to you. When packing entertainment, the biggest thing you can consider is how much room you have in your luggage and how much you want to carry. You may need to experiment over a few trips to see what works for you. For me, most of my entertainment is digital, so I pack my laptop mainly so I can work on travels with Kev as I travel. If I did not have to work, I'd I'd leave it at home. On the other hand, all my dad needs is a neck pillow and a phone with some old radio shows, a couple of Beatles downloads on there, and a couple of polkas, and that's more than enough for him. Experiment. Find what works for you. Free entertainment on the train. The train does provide a form of entertainment that seems lost on society. The train offers you the opportunity to talk to people you don't know. I know this is not for everyone, and this is an option for those people who choose to participate. By no means are you obligated. I have met several new friends on the train, and some of those friends were for a trip, and some of those I've been talking to for almost half a decade later. One of my favorite forms of entertainment that only rail travel really allows is watching the scenery. And I know you can get some incredible views when you drive or take the bus. And there are some neat views from the sky, but the trains sometimes offer stunning vistas that you can only see on the rails. When I embark on road trips, I'm often the driver. So I see some things, but I miss a lot because I'm focused on the road. And sometimes if I'm on a bus, yeah, I do see things. But for me, being on the train is relaxing. 
and I don't have to pay attention. And sometimes when you're riding the train, there are no distractions of other cars. It is just you and nature. And there are views that you'll never see from the interstate. Amtrak years ago wrote route guides, and I have them on the travelswithkev.com website. I have the, I'll have a link to those in the show notes. It is fun to learn what made each stop and town along the route famous back in the day. While they are a little outdated, they're still pretty cool. Life on the train, how you spend your time. One of my favorite train routes is the California Zephyr. Traveling from Chicago to California takes about 52 hours. It, it takes that long if you go the other way, too. Out of the 52 hours, you naturally do things that will take up a chunk of your time. For example, you need to sleep. So you'll spend about 16 hours during the journey sleeping. On the bright side, you can take naps whenever you want and nobody judges you. Unless you're snoring really loud. Depending on how much you sleep and nap, you have 36 hours left to account for on your adventure. Besides sleeping, you need to do other activities to sustain life. You need to eat. For example, there are seven meals during that train ride, which takes up some more time. And if you're staying into sleeper, you can also take a shower. So there are some things that will take up some of that time without having to provide any additional information. Plus, the train gives you plenty of time to relax. Oh wait, th that's my next section here. Relaxing on the train. The best part of train life is sitting back and relaxing. While on your journey, there are only two things you need to worry about on the train. Meal reservations and getting off at the right station. So you have plenty of time to sleep in or nap, providing you account for those. With long distance trains and coach class, you have more leg room than you will ever have on a bus, a plane, and a lot more leg room than you'll ever have in the back seat of your best friend's car. So even in coach, you can stretch out. I'm about six foot two and find ample room to stretch my legs. Plus, long distance trains have leg and foot rest, and the seats lean back comfortably without being in somebody's lap. The best thing for me is that the train offers me a chance to decompress. Games. Card and other travel-friendly games work really well for the train because they're light. Plus, they're a great way to meet new people. If you're looking for new card games, or if you're looking for the actual rules for the games that you do play, I have a link down in the show notes. Amtrak often sells cards in the cafe car, but I tend to bring one with me because they do come in handy, they're light, and they don't take up much space, and just in case they sell, sold out. Other light and easy-to-learn games for meeting new friends might include games such as Apples to Apples, Bananagrams, Uno, and more. Now, Cards Against Humanity might be fun, but may not be the best game for the train's public areas, unless you have a family-friendly one. Activities for the kiddos. Each kiddo and grown-up combo may have a unique entertainment idea and needs. A while back, I took my niece on her first train trip, and her mom brought activities and electronics for her to play with. For her, we included several things in her entertainment arsenal. One trick that worked well was bringing new entertainment for her. She loves stickers, coloring books, and magic ink books, so we gave her some new ones to use on the trip. Often, for some of the little ones, a stuffed travel companion helps the little ones be brave and comfortable. Her support stuffed alligator was a big hit and comfort to her, and she liked that people would talk to her about her critter. While we did pack an iPad for her, she didn't use it much. She had fun doing her other activities. Usually she used her iPad for watching movies in the background. 
Some kiddos enjoy getting up and walking around the train. Sometimes going to another car resets that boredom sensor. In the blog post that is associated with this podcast, I have a list of activities you can print out from Amtrak, plus some of the other railroads. Fresh air stops. Fresh air stops are mainly on long-distance routes, but some regionals have them as well if they arrive in early in the station. These stops allow you to get off the train, stretch your legs, and get some fresh air or smoke. They were known as smoke stops. Here is the important point. If you get off the train, listen for the toot of the whistle, it's actually an air horn, and the all aboard from the conductors. Never walk too far away from the train. It is your responsibility to step back on the train before it departs. They will leave without you if you are not on board when it is ready to go. Most stops are not fresh air stops, so don't plan on getting off on any stop that you want. They're often announced ahead of time. Walking around the train. One thing that I often enjoy is just getting out of my room or my coach seat and just walking around for a little bit. Stretch the old legs. If you are either a coach or sleeper car passengers, there are few places you can walk to to stretch your legs. Anyone on the train can walk to the cafe car for snacks, meals, or beverages. You can hang out in the sightseer lounge on sleeper liner trains, the two-story ones, or you can hang out in the view liner cafe cars. If you do visit the sightseer lounge, just be aware that other people might want to use it too. You don't want to be a sightseer lounge lizard and be there all day. And if you're in a sleeper car, you possibly could hang out in the dining car or the sleeping car lounges on all the one-night trains, at least as, as of when I publish this podcast. Eating on the train. Everyone needs to eat, right? Whether I'm in coach or a sleeper, one activity I do enjoy is walking to the cafe car and grab a snack or a beverage like we just talked about. It's a fun way to stretch the old legs or get fancy and get wine and cheese while you roll down the tracks. Also, if you're in coach, the cafe car is the only place on the train for you to buy meals, at least as of right now. Like I said before, you can hang out in the cafe car, but be aware other passengers might want to use that space. If you're on a superliner train, the two-story trains, often the cafe car is on the lower level of the sightseer lounge. One activity I enjoy doing is reviewing my destination plans. One advantage train travel has is it allows you to review your destination plans before you arrive at your destination. By that, I mean you can go over what you thought you wanted to do and see that it's still what you want to do on this adventure. Also, you have time to ensure that those places you wanted to see are open when you wanted to go. Often, times can change since you initially made your plan. Doing this can help avoid those last-minute disappointments and gives you a chance to pivot. The weather predictions might help you decide that you no longer want to walk across the Golden Gate Bridge when you planned. Or if you're going to New Orleans, you might decide that you want to go to a different beignet shop. And if you want to go to every beignet shop in one morning, I understand. I won't judge. Just send me photos. Smartphones. Smartphones are a must for modern travel, whether you like them or not. I'm sure a few out there can probably prove me wrong. These phones can hold your schedule, your reservations, and more like music, podcasts, and ebooks. Plus, for the average traveler, a smartphone works well as a camera. Map apps often help you get around your destination and help you decide if you want to walk or get a ride. Plus, your phone can summon ride shares. Downloading a few games might help with the downtime like we've talked before. Amtrak does have an outlet at every seat, and an extension cord does come in handy. Remember... If your electronics makes a sound, you need headphones. Not everybody wants to hear your music, your movie, especially your phone calls. 
And remember, the best ringtone on the train is vibrate or silent. Did you know you can track your train? There are a few ways you can track your train. One is to use a map app on your electronic device to see where you're at. You can also use the Amtrak app or website to ensure that your train is on time. There are a few third-party sites that are available too, and I'll link those in the show notes. You know, a speedometer app can be fun to see how fast you're going down the rails. Wi-Fi, maybe? Wi-Fi is not necessary for life, but for some of us, it is an accessory for entertainment. I assume trains, planes, buses do not have Wi-Fi, even if they say they do. My day gets a little bit brighter when they do, and it works. I try to be realistic about the whole matter. If my router messes up at home, there's no reason why a technical issue can't happen on a transportation. I remind myself that Wi-Fi is not a right, but a convenience. And if it's offered for free, no matter what the speed, it's a bonus. The only time I'd get upset is if I had to pay for it. Wi-Fi on trains, buses, and planes is often limited to email, browsing, the interwebs, and does not allow you to stream sites such as YouTube, Netflix, or download big files. If you need Wi-Fi for your devices while traveling, see if your phone can work as a hotspot or purchase an independent one. Be aware that streaming videos can burn through data faster than you think, especially if you're are doing high definition, especially if you're doing 4K. For most regional trains and Viewliner trains, Amtrak does offer Wi-Fi, but it, it's cell-based, and so if your phone doesn't always have Wi-Fi, neither will the train. Tablets. A great travel investment. When tablets first came out on, on the market, you know, like an iPad, I thought, wow, that's a huge waste of money. It's a giant cell phone that doesn't make phone calls. Um, I'm on my third iPad now. I, I've changed my mind. A tablet can be a great multifunctional tool for the traveler because it can be your entertainment center, jukebox, e-reader, audiobook library, learning center, and more. A tablet can be an excellent substitute for a computer. If you do not, if you need to do light work while on your venture, these days tablets are reasonably powerful for many tasks, and you can even add a keyboard if required. There are many brands, and I suggest you get the best one that you can afford. If you're thinking of getting a tablet, there are a few articles out there to help you along. My biggest suggestion is to get the tablet with the most memory that you can afford. I recommend 64 gigs or more. Anything less than that will quickly fill up. Tips for getting movies and TV shows. Services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and more allow you to temporarily download movies and shows onto your phone or tablet without streaming them, a.k.a. you don't need Wi-Fi. Sometimes these files are smaller than the ones that you purchase through places like iTunes. To save space, try and download standard definition videos instead of high definition or 4K. The better the quality, the more space that they take. I would rather have a variety over high quality. But you may differ from me and just be aware of the compromise. You could also buy movies and download them from several sources. One trick that many travelers use, especially my sister, is if you're going to buy a DVD or Blu-ray, spend the extra money and get the one with a digital download. Music and podcast. Music can add a soundtrack as you watch the world go by or give you something to listen to while waiting to board your train, plane, or whatever. Like movies, you have several options of streaming, temporarily downloading, or buying music for you to listen to. Often I suggest people get a travel playlist. 
sometimes the right music can add to your enjoyment, and that way then all your favorites are all in one spot. Podcasts can also add to your entertainment, and you can even learn as you go. There's there's this podcast that I might suggest. It's called the Travels with Kev podcast. Oh, wait, you're listening to it now. Anyway, plus you can download podcasts early so they're available, and you don't have to worry about whether or not you have internet or Wi-Fi. Digital downloads are much more manageable than bringing CDs, cassette tapes, 8-tracks, or records. My first long-distance trip, I brought DVDs along, and that got heavy and tiresome quick. A travel tip. One thing that I found works really well is it's easier for me to watch videos on my iPad. So anything that is audio goes on my phone because they can just slip in my pocket and I can use my headphones, but anything video goes on my iPad. But, you know, do what works for you. When bringing electronics, don't forget to bring your charger, your cables, your power packs, extension cords, because you'll need them. Before packing, make sure you have the correct wire for every device that you're bringing and that each cable and charger works every time without question. It's not the time to bring that that charger and that cable that works half the time. You want to make sure that everything is working for your day. If you pack anything that makes noise, make sure you have wireless or wired headphones and know how to put your device on silent. Paper products. It's cool to go old school. If you're so inclined, trying time offers you time to journal or reflect. At the same time, I I have this under paper activities, but digital works as well if that media works best. It is also a great time to catch up on those books you've been putting off. Some travelers like to trade books with other travelers or swap books at little lending libraries. Others want to donate the book that they read to somewhere and then buy a new book. There are some excellent coloring books for adults and colored pencils that don't weigh much. Coloring is one of those activities that can help pass the time. And as you do it, you don't realize how much time you spend. I've brought coloring books a couple of times and it's a lot of fun, especially if you have to wait at a station for a while. By all means, magazines, game books, journals, sketch pads, or whatever you can think of are great ways to pass time. Train The train magazine is always a great suggestion, but that's just me. Wrap up. Now that you have some suggestions, figure out which ones work best for you. Let me know. I find riding trains relaxes me, even if I write or edit. The train's motion, the sound, or just being in motion are therapeutic for me and help me think. And I hope that this works for you. My best advice that I can say is this. Don't just sit there. Get up. Move. If you're so inclined, strike up a conversation with a stranger. Step off the train or do something that makes your trip a little bit better or make somebody else's trip a little bit better. When planning your trip, remember to bring things to do and leave the negativity at home and assume positive intentions when people are trying to help you. If you start your Amtrak adventure and think, I'm stuck here for hours, you will be miserable. And often, you'll make other people feel miserable as well. Enjoy your time that you travel and use the time to the fullest. I hope you found value in today's podcast. And if you do and you want to help out Travels with Kev, Go to travelswithcab.com slash value. Currently, we're trying to get some podcast equipment. I've been borrowing some. I'd like to have my own so I can actually record podcasts at home. And if that's something you feel like you want to help out with, feel free. If you're unable to do that at this time, just share Travels with Cab with, with some of your friends, even an enemy. Hey, you might become a friend later on. But I hope you have a great day, and thanks for listening. And my niece, Mackenzie, will take us out. Thank you for listening to the Travel Webcast Podcast.
拜。